Um, Landfill, I'd like you to answer a series of questions for me. It is high noon in the District of Columbia. At around 11.58 on most days, what what usually happens in our studio and in the in the control room there? Uh, Chris Russell runs in here for no reason and then just starts hanging out for like 45 minutes. I, I mean, I'd say that happens... Like daily. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's really trying to figure out is food coming. A solid three times a week. Yeah. Um. Today we're supposed to have Chris Russell on at noon. I saw him walking to the kitchen, and he's nowhere to be found. I need rooster takes, baby. And he left. So we sent our. You said Jeff. We sent oh. our best guy on. What a the, mistake! Right. We there sent was. the one dude who. Who probably won't come back. <laughs> he went to the bathroom one time and he ended up calling Jeff from his house. <laughs> you remember that? that remember that on that film? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we sent Jeff to find Chris. Not smart. Landfill, who do you expect to find? Who do you expect to turn up first? Rooster. Jeff or Chris? <laughs> hey! And, and Landfill was right. <laughs> do we? All right, before. I had inside information. Before we get to ask Chris. Do we think Jeff found him, or he remembered he was supposed to come on with us? Uh, Jeff found him, probably. Jeff's back. What a what a world, B. Everything's coming up sevens. Um, Chris, thank you for joining us. Hi, boys. How are you? I mean, you were even on the show sheet. At, I, see, at I, I, I thought that was a joke. I didn't know. Uh, I thought it was kind of a joke. Uh, Jeff did find me. It's the one time he meandered outside of the studio that he actually did purpose. something productive. Yeah. <laughs> He found me in the kitchen talking to Lapore, our uh, account executive extraordinaire. You usually come in here when your show ends. So on I the, do. On the but one there, time as you're you, supposed to, as you I point out every day, there was no food in here. <laughs> B Mitch has got Taco Thursday going I mean, over there. B, B Mitch cooks up some great what do you got stuff over there. That looks good. He dude. always it's, makes um, the place smell wonderful. It is ground turkey and shrimp mixed tacos. That a boy. Landfill, how would you say I make the place smell? <laughs> <laughs> um, Rooster, I wanted to talk to you about a number of things, um, but I let of all the people in this building between 106 and 980, mm-hmm. no one has ever spent more time at the Redskins Commanders facility than B. Mitch. Mm-hmm. Played for the team for ten years, has been in and around the facility forever. Brian, and I understand why. And I applaud him for it. You always tell the truth, but you don't always tell the whole truth of everything you know. No. And, and I think you kind of have to. I tell the truth about things that we're discussing. I don't, some things I know that I'm sure it's not important at, at the moment. Right. But I think when it comes to this NFL measure truth, right, this NFLPA study that came mm-hmm. out, um, this isn't us taking shots. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, over the years, have tried to get better at being snarky and just telling the facts and letting people draw their own conclusions rather than taking cheap shots. And sometimes you got to take a shot, but sometimes you just let the answers mm-hmm. speak for themselves, right? Yep. This NFLPA story to me is a big deal because it confirms that what the group of sycophantic fans that try to de- defend the organization at every turn and say, ah, oh, the media is just making up too big of a deal of this. This is the players talking. Yeah, correct. And I, I'm wondering, 
kind of what stood out to you as a person that has spent a lot of time in that facility. All right, so here's how I answered it this morning. Uh, and, um, you know, I'm not saying that I, I'm I'm right, but but here's how I answered it. The players doing this last year's roster is significant because, like you said, there's no media, there's no uh, agenda per se or perceived agenda that the media has or disgruntled ex-players from three or four years ago like your DJ Swearingers or what have you. Now, maybe William Jackson III, who was clearly disgruntled, was one of the players that voted in this thing. I don't know. But maybe... I don't know. Uh, Jonathan Allen was one of the players that filled out the survey. I have no idea. But to your point, it's the players. It's not disgruntled ex-players. It's not disgruntled media, what have you. Here's how I answered it. If they thought if they thought last year's accommodations were bad and F-minus across the board, they should have seen that place before 2013. Oh. When Dan refused and operated it like a dollar store, uh, like a dollar general. Okay, a Dollar Tree when they didn't have the right jacuzzis, they didn't they had hot tubs that were falling apart. They had they needed the Commonwealth of Virginia out of the result of the Richmond training deal where they built the Richmond Training Center to provide uh, I think it was 36 million guys, but it may have been a little bit more than that to do capital improvements in the building to get it somewhat up to standard. And, I mean, up to standard was like, oh, hey, that's nice compared to what it used to be, but it ain't what it is at Alabama. It ain't what it is at LSU. It ain't what it is in Seattle with the Seahawks, in Denver with the Broncos, and other places. And let's be clear that if the commanders had drafted Josh Allen – this could look different. I, I, people love pointing out that the Chiefs facilities mm-hmm. ranked 28th or something. Right, right. Well, they have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid yep. and a winning culture. Yep. So some of that stuff can be different. Sure. But this team doesn't and hasn't. Well, to your point, I think, right, wins and losses do not get guaranteed based on facilities standards. It's, right. But, B, you played in the NFL. JP, you're there almost every day. I, I mean, None of us, if we're being totally truthful, would say, hey, Redskins Park or Commander Central or whatever the hell they're calling it now is much better than it used to be. But nobody is saying that place is up to standard, up to code and where it should be based on the norm, based on the expected norm in both the NFL and college football. Again, does it guarantee wins and losses? Absolutely not. It may not guarantee wins and losses, but I think when when you aren't winning. Yeah. And you have the worst stuff. Yes. It, it 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 carries more weight. Yes, I think the fact that there people say Kansas City is ranked twenty eighth. They've been the five AFC yeah. Championship games and three Super Bowls in the last five years. Right. They, they also have a real indoor they, facility. They, they have a they have nice players, right. very good players. Yes, when you're not winning and you have mediocre stuff around you, people can blow that out of proportion. Well, the issue gets more. Uh, illuminated, yeah. for lack of a better exactly. term. Here's the thing that I would say, okay? Um, again, A, if they saw that building before, they, they would be horrified because the building at least is representable to some degree based on what they've done over the last nine years. Um, Dan did not want to build a bubble. 
And the first bubble that they built literally deflated under <laughs> wind snow. and pr- I mean, it li- it and, snow. And I remember, it snow. Yeah. yeah, I remember Tony Wiley screaming at me because I had the audacity to post a picture on Twitter on a Sunday afternoon about how just cheap and how terrible this was. Dan or they hid behind J- Coach Joe saying, "Oh, I don't want a bubble." JP, before you joined the BB, you were certainly doing talk shows. I don't remember if you were in the building or whatever. I remember in 2010, Mike Shannon's first year, they literally could not practice. They had to go to airplane hangars because they could not practice because the turf, the practice fields were frozen over like they were in Manitoba, for God's sakes. <laughs> and 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 I want to be clear because we're not trying to take shots at anything. They've invested in the fields. Yes. They're able to practice yes. days after rain. I yes. mean, they practice. And, and this is a whole other ball of wax, but as winter has gotten milder, they're practicing yeah. more and more outdoors. Yeah, they've done things. Um, But it's it's lipstick on a pig. It's Band-Aids. It, you know the... The dumb remake of the uh, the Griswold family vacation, the Vegas vacation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When the guy tried to put the piece of gum on the leak in the dam. Right. And then just the leaks came everywhere else. Like, you're not. That building, the practice facility, mm-hmm. needs a major renovation or a brand new building. That's just the truth. How to much... keep up with what everyone else has. All right. Question. How much of this is not because Dan is now selling, but how much of this was because they were trying to get a new stadium and a new practice facility? Well, Why invest 30, I think, 40 I think million? most of it. Right. But at some point, you've got to recognize. Yeah. I, I mean, because I was I was texting with a former member of the organization last night, and they're like, listen, you got to understand They've also, in the new regime, started spending money in a lot of places mm-hmm. that the old regime never did, and that mm-hmm. money could have gone to different things. Yeah. this And that's true. But at the same time, man, this these are problems 10, 15 years in the making. Yeah. Of just, it's similar to FedEx. Listen, I mean, look at Baltimore. That stadium, I think, was built after FedEx. Look yes. at the link in Philly. Yes. Those are those are still really cool, well done stadiums, and they've invested money in infrastructure. There's been very little money, very little infrastructure, and, and that's a lot of what these are. I think they look at it very much what Chris said about over the I would say the last three to four years, five years. We're trying to get out of this. Yeah. Why are we going to invest in it? Yeah. Which doesn't make much sense because if you're trying to sell your house and you know you're selling in five months or two three years. You want to make sure you keep it up to par so you can get the most money for it, don't you think? Think about our guy, John Leahy, yeah. <laughs> who we do the reads for. This ain't a read. Like, we talked to John. He's our friend. One of the things he offers is if you're going to sell your house, I'll loan you a little bit of money to spruce it up. Yeah. Because you want your thing to look as good as possible. And that's just not the way the commanders have operated. Right. Um, I'll, I'll, just, I'll, I'll just say this. Like, again, it doesn't guarantee you wins and losses, but here's where it has the biggest effect. You, you guys know free agents talk to other players and boys that are in the locker room. They see this. The NFLPA puts this out. They see it. Hey, I know Jonathan Allen. Let me give him a call. I played with him at Alabama. Why would I come here if the facilities are graded the worst by players in that facility? Why would I come here unless they dramatically overpay me or extru- extraordinarily overpay me? Three, four million dollars per year. Whatever. Why would I come here? Now, listen, there are a couple of examples. Terry, As Pete was pointing out during our show, Pete, Terry McLaurin and Jonathan Allen chose to stay. 
Those were also contract extensions. They were also contract <laughs> Which is extensions, a big deal. not free agents not free coming agency. in. Right. So that's the difference, and that's the whole and that's and, the and whole dude, idea. Money is still what drives things. So sure. let's not pretend like they're not going to be able to sign people sure. and, and all that. But it, it, any it, it, Ty goes to the runner, Ty's going to go to other places. And the one thing, because I, I think you'll be able to speak to this, and Brian, I think you'll be able to speak to it as a not as, certainly as an alumni. The family stuff. Mm-hmm. I think people love to be dismissive of that, like oh, pampered players, whatever. Right. I my general work day on an NFL day is work the game, post game. I, I usually do about two hours of work after the game, and then I'm looking for a place to record a podcast. And on the road, I, I I'm in a lot of different stadiums, and I'm just walking around. Usually, like the field level, kind of the the bowels of the stadium, trying to find a quiet room to do a podcast. And you know, the, a room that I've recorded in multiple times in multiple different stadiums, they call it the family room, mm-hmm. where teams across the league, think about what you've got on a football team. A lot of young <clears> men. <throat> you have young men getting married, young men having children. The, the, the wives and the moms and the kids want to come see dad play. Right. But you got a two-year-old, you got a four-year-old, they're not making it through a game. Mm-hmm. So what do they do? They build a family area. And it's usually... Like, imagine the size of, like, a big suite or yeah. something yeah. where they have toys and they have little playground equipment and they have books and they have changing rooms and they have, like, juice boxes and all this stuff. You know what that is? It's showing your guys you care about them but their families. And all of us here, in some capacity, have had relationships with women. You know what makes your life easier? Mm. When your wife is happy. When your girl is happy. And I guarantee you, those questions were answered based off of complaints those players heard. Yeah, you know, and and listen, man, they they have the to commanders take do not care have of, that. Take care of other parts, other people's families. Why not the kids? Why not mm-hmm. the Why not the players? I, I mean, there's there's a whole bunch. I I'll just say this, guys. Like, if people think this is, you know, a media-driven thing, whatever, and, and I, JP, I saw you had an exchange with a fan that I thought was... The shake master. Whatever. <laughs> um, you, you know, JP, you and I have a mutual coaching friend, yeah. okay? He retweeted. <clears throat> He's a current NFL coach. He retweeted what I said on Twitter about the facilities yesterday, which was congratulating Chad Englehart for getting an A-minus or an A-whatever, A A-plus, well, as... The head tra- uh, as the head strength and conditioning guy, right? And Chad deserves it. He's done a great job. He, a he re- but but then I said everything else was basically the continue. And I'm paraphrasing. Everything else was the continuation of a 30 year circus, you know. <laughs> so he like this is a guy who was in the building for years, every day, <clears throat> saw the impact, and has seen other buildings, and is currently in another new building. And my point being is, and I'm not trying to hide like like. My point being is that the little things often make a difference. The yeah. little things often make a difference. Like people want to make it, they want to act like it doesn't make a difference. It does in the long run, and it does when like players get come from other teams and things of that yeah. nature. You know, uh, they they know the difference. What about they understand. Hot water? Talk about a little yeah. thing. Hot you, water. you need some damn hot water. Yeah, yeah. here's what here's because the thing I know. If you don't have if you don't have hot waters to wash your ass. <laughs> You don't have hot water to wash the clothes, and we know Mercer and everything else lives yeah. in, in, in washing machines. And not even Mercer, just stinky-ass clothes. Yeah, so <laughs> let's be real about it. So that's a serious thing. Yeah. And then 
and and I know they immediately want to dismiss it, but no, you need to address that because that came out of your locker room, mm-hmm. not nobody else's. Yeah. Your locker yeah. room. And how about this? Last thing, we talked about this, travel, F-minus. They got three F-minuses. Travel was one of them. I was on that plane for five years. I don't know how much it's changed. I've heard it hasn't changed much in the six years or so that I've been off of it. But they used to serve, like, to their players, peanut butter and jelly saran wrap sandwiches. Not a hot meal. Not a, you know, whatever. Guys used to hobnob and do some other things and get together and play cards and whatever in the middle of planes on your standard airline seat. No tables, no luxurious first-class seats, no nothing. Guys used to literally on road trips back and forth used to do their activities in chairs like this, guys. Well, I know <laughs> I know this, and they're not the only team. No. But on, on shorter trips now, they're using smaller planes. Yes. Which is a... There's plenty of there's plenty of NFL owners that like to save money, but I, I would certainly put them in the category. And I think that stuff gets to the players. Now, some of the coaches are up front, players are in the back. Mm-hmm. I think some of that's not a terrible idea because yep. on the way back after a yep. win, players want to be able to relax and enjoy themselves. And on their way back after a loss, you might not want the coaches and right. the players sitting on top of each the other. The Redskins only used the double aisle plane when they had to fly the equipment, meaning Dallas or West. That's the only time they used the bigger plane. Everything else was a single lane or single aisle, you know, two seats across, or maybe it was three seats across on each yeah. side or whatever it was. Now, I, we, Brian, and you tell me if you disagree, we strive to present all sides of an argument on our program. Mm-hmm. And, and so I want to read the commander's, uh, commander's spokesperson did respond to the survey. Player health and safety is our top priority, and we continue to invest in our facilities including a new practice field, new turf in the practice bubble, and increased meeting room space. We know there's more to do, and we regularly talk with our players about ways to improve their work environment and the experience for their families. That's the team's reply. Now, um, the chief BS officer of the program is is Jim Andrew Mullins X, um, a.k.a. Professor Landini. Landfill, it's come to my attention, you have some specific questions about the Roosters' uh, ambiguity here. I was just wondering when Chris Russell was going to accept accountability for the role that he played in the bad grade that the commander's locker room got. I have no idea what you're talking about, Landini, but I'd love to hear it. You ran a years-long campaign Uh trying to get some player amenities taken out of there, most notably a ping-pong table. (laughs) That's true. When are you willing to accept your role in this. <laughs> I'll put my left hand up. It's my fault. <laughs> it's all my fault. That's why they got an F minus. The worst grade out of 32 teams is because I complained on 1067 the fan that they shouldn't have a ping pong table. I think you deserve at least as much blame as uh, some of the other people over there. I, I mean, I deserve a lot of blame for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's one of them, Landy. Agree to disagree. I mean, I, I, I will just, I, I will just tell you. That Dan Snyder, again, here's the bottom line. He has operated that building, that facility, in my opinion. And, I, again, there's circumstantial proof or, if not, actual proof out there on the Google webs. You can find it, whatever. He has, operated, he, has op- <laughs> he has operated that building and that facility like it's a dollar store. That's it, period. ESPN reported personal piggy bank. Uh, Chris, thank you for the time, Thank buddy. you, boys. Appreciate now, you. Go back to harassing Allen and trying to get a free lunch <laughs> out of him. 
Uh, yeah. I, I was hoping to get a free lunch out of you guys. I feel like we provided plenty. We can't help you today, Bruce. <laughs> I just ate a bag of nuts. You know how I am Whoa. with nuts, Landfill. Whoa. Oh my pause. <laughs> Please, you need to pause. One o'clock, phone lines open. Coming up next, two questions from the great Landini. All right. I don't know that either have a definitive answer, but we're going to sure as hell explore them. Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitchell Finley. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. The back half of the NBA season is here, and now is a perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. Listen, you can bet on all types of teams and players that you know most about without being an expert. This is, you got the Washington Wizards taking on the Raptors tonight. Let's go with the over, okay? And then it's also going to take the money line. Take the Wiz on the money line. I think they win this game. They're starting to get their act together, and I want to see them get it done. You can pick your favorite player for a prop bet, player points, rebounds, assists. How about Gaffer with rebounds? You know, then you get to, Also, you can bet the two-by-three. The, the FanDuel has exclusive bets like two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. Bradley Beal went off late in the game the other night. Let's see if he can start off fast and get three, two three-pointers in the first three minutes. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlays. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back. And when you go to FanDuel.com slash Brian, that's FanDuel.com slash Brian. And make sure you spell Brian right, B-R-I-A-N, that Y is a copy. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 1067 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old, the president of Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.